Hey yo, this is the second episode of the podcast, um, hopefully the last solo one for a while, got a few guests lined up, speaking to a few others and I'm, I'm excited about that, um, first thing I want to mention right off the top, uh, yesterday was bingo day, um, if anyone doesn't know what that is, uh, it's the anniversary of, uh, of when we lost, um, local skate shop owner and local skater bingo from Teesside I think it's 8 years or 9 years um, I'm not good enough at maths to figure it out so respect to him and his family um, and everybody else so the first thing I need to talk about is this week it's just gone by it's Sunday now what's that it's kind of cold it's sat outside uh, I like to try and do the podcasts outside. I like I like to do everything outside. Actually, I work outside, record outside, as as much as possible. I like being outdoors. Um, this week has been heavy. Uh, there's been a lot of work um, in my other business. There's been some charity work. We've had a bit of a breakthrough, but um, you can go and check the charities pages, uh, social media pages. Search up "Making Something Happen Limited." on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. See what we're doing there. Um, we've had a bunch of break- breakthroughs there, which is cool, one thing in particular. Um, stuff with my other business has been busy. Two days in the office up there. Um, and, and we've had some good successes. Uh, and uh, the wine business too, some breakthroughs. We had a delivery to our first customer, first ever customer. Um, we had a couple of other uh, people interested, a couple of other orders, uh, created some new content, so I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped about that. Um, and I actually got to speak to, uh, and I'm gonna shout him out right now, Martin Phillips, uh, for half an hour or so. Um, I think it was Thursday night. Uh, got talking about wine and life and food and, uh, and and what I'm up to, the charity and, and a whole lot of other things. And um, to get support like that from a stranger. Um, from social media basically is phenomenal and uh, I, I want to try and get him on the podcast I want to involve him with as much stuff that I'm doing as possible because I thought he was a really really cool guy um, really knowledgeable, really interesting full of beans told him on the phone that he's probably the opposite kind of crazy to me which is really cool so uh, I can't wait to meet him we're going to meet up in uh, we don't know yet, maybe London maybe Leeds, we're going to meet up I do have to make a confession when you're hearing these little bits of silence. That's me. Uh, that's me uh, smoking a cigar. I don't do it often, less often now, but everyone's got to have their vices, right? And a cigar's mine. So, before we start talking about wine, I think talking about the rugby is very important. Since it's Six Nations, since I'm an enormous rugby, rugby fan, we've got a highlight on our Instagram uh, that's all to do with rugby weekends. And I'll tell you why rugby is so exciting. Um, I used to play. I love to watch. I've always been a fan. Um, but it's something that me and my dad do every time. I don't think I can't remember missing an England game in the last five years with my dad. It's the thing that we always do together, regardless of what's going on. Um, we always make sure we're watching an England game with each other. And that's massive for me. Um, 
I love spending time with my mum and my dad. You, you'll have seen that on the social media pages and, and all those other things, but that rugby, that real father and son time is huge for me, so um, that was great. And to have a result like that and a performance like that against Ireland last weekend was just massive. We, we, we enjoyed it. We, were, we had some food. Um, I was drinking a fantastic French Chardonnay, which I'll talk about later on. Um, and it, it was just it was just great to be jumping up and down, hugging each other when we're scoring tries, big hits going in. Um, so I'm going to shout out a few of those uh, those players. I thought Courtney Laws came on. I thought he was fantastic. Um, he just went headhunting. Uh, and I've always been such a fan of his fierce, fierce tackling. And, um, and he came on and just made a point. I think one of the commentators actually said that he hadn't played for a while and his fitness was maybe in question or something, or was maybe insinuating that. And he came on and just started taking people out. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Manu being back in the side, I thought was massive. He made a difference. I think he kind of lifts the team, but he draw, attracts people's attention. It's how that first try went down. Uh, we've seen a, a bunch of analysis. Yeah, maybe the, the Irish winger maybe bit in uh, just a bit. Um, but that's because he's interested in Tolangi because he's a big dude and he, he runs hard, fast. He's, he's tough to bring down, gives us a, another ball carrier and attack. So that was fantastic. I thought I told you he went about his business quietly um, in a fashion, but he's so strong, so powerful. I think he's really vocal on the pitch. It's fantastic. Uh, the brothers, as usual, Mako and Billy, really doing some damage. I think everyone, play, everyone played fantastically, don't get me wrong. Um, Johnny May could have easily been man of the match. Jack Knowles, just a tank. Um, I, I love Jack Knowles. I think he's fantastic. Um, I'm interested to see what happens when Anthony Watson's fit. See how that, that back line divides up when Anthony Watson's fit. See how it rebalances. Um, I thought Slade was fantastic. Uh, finally, he made an impression on the international game. Um, sorry, the national game of significance. Um, I think his first ever international game. I think he played really well um, and rolled around the pitch a bit. Um, but this was a real showstopper uh, for him. And to get that intercept right at the end was just fantastic for him. Um, but the person I really want to shout out, despite the fact that Mako was man of the match, despite the fact he made the same amount of tackles, who I want to shout out was Mark Wilson. Yes, I'm a Newcastle Falcons fan, die hard. Um, and I think... Uh, I'd find it difficult not, not to really be supporting a Newcastle Falcons player that's playing for England, but he was phenomenal. He was really, really good. Um, I've seen someone change his Wikipedia page uh, to make it say that he's Richard Hill in reincarnated. Um, uh, uh, there's some other bits on there talking about how fantastic he is, and, and it's the truth. He's got such an engine, and apparently he was heard on the ref mic at one point shouting, this is fun, isn't it, boys? And uh, that just sums him up. He just loves. I think he just thrives on the contact and the physicality of the game. Engine's unbelievable. He made a nuisance of himself at the breakdown. Um, really slowed that ball down that island. Got. I thought he was fantastic. But all those tackles, he just seems like he's had every breakdown. Massive for England. Bit of a loss for the for the Falcons. I know it's Premiership Cup time, but we're fighting relegation right now. Um, and uh, I hope he gets to the Six Nations unscathed. I hope he puts those performances in every game, doesn't get an injury, comes back to Newcastle and brings that me that, that mentality uh, back to Newcastle and, and raises us up off the bottom because right now I'm really worried that we're going to go down. Um, I think we've got the players to pull it back. I think we're having great performances. 
Uh, a lot of the time we're having games of two halves as Newcastle Falcons, um, but uh, we've been missing a few players. I've noticed since Josh Matavesi has been back. Shout out to Josh Matavesi, by the way, um, because uh, he's the man, in my opinion. Um, I'm really enjoying him uh, being back, and he's, every game he seems to be stamping um, his authority on it. The Northampton game yesterday, I was following the tweets uh, that the club tweets are in the game, and apparently. I think they called him a knife through butter when he scored a try yesterday, so fantastic. Same with Gonover, love that guy. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, it's only a couple hours now. What time are we on? 12 o'clock, um, three hours uh, to kick off in the French game. A couple of changes I'm excited about. I'll be watching with my dad. That'll all be on Instagram. Um, while we're sat watching the game, we've got some bacon sandwiches lined up. Uh, don't know what I'm drinking yet, don't know if I'm drinking yet. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see what happens. Just a point about the podcast before we start talking about some wine. There isn't a post-production. This is the intent of this is raw content. There isn't post-production. Maybe one day I'll put a you know a bit of intro music on. It might not even be the same intro music every time. It might just be what I'm feeling. Um, at that moment in time uh, but I don't want any post-production um, I was brought up in, uh, around music as a young person um, I played in bands and one thing I remember talking about and another band that we really liked a big band uh, talking about was how sometimes uh, you can really lose your sound in post-production um, and, and, and go from something kind of raw and natural uh, to something quite synthetic um, once you've added bits in so I think minimal produ- minimal post-production is quite good um, if you're doing it in the right way and that's how you how you bring in your brand out um, and that's what I believe uh, so that's what we're going to do with this it's actually what I do with a lot of the content there's very little post-production on video very little post-production on audio um, I think that's uh, that's just how I've been brought up and, and, and my belief um, I'm not knocking anyone who who has massive post-production. I think there's a lot of podcasts and YouTube shows and whatever out there that are fantastic, but um, I like the raw, I like the natural um, feel of of this kind of thing. So that's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to keep it. Um, Now I've said that, I think I'm going to throw an intro in uh, to this podcast. Just a little bit of post-production. I don't know what you so I'm going to talk about some wine uh, right now. I've already hinted about that natural or that you know, organic or whatever you want to call it, uh, content, um, audio content, video content. Uh, and I feel the same about wine. I want to talk about, firstly, white wine, generally white wine. I've never been able to drink white wine. It, it's not possible for me. I used to get the worst stomach acid right around my solar plexus kind of area. Um, didn't matter what I drank. And then I started trying organic wines and low sulfide wines and that, that kind of thing. I started my adventure nearly a year ago now into, into these, what I called at the time, weird wines. Um, and now uh, I can drink white wine and I don't get any effects in my stomach at all. I can enjoy ball upon ball of white wine and that's fantastic. And I love white wine. I actually pref- prefer it to red. I was just pushed down the red route um, because of this acid problem, which I can only assume is sulfite content I'm not allergic to anything uh, per se I don't really have any allergies I'm kind of bulletproof in that respect but um, 
yeah, I found it really weird that, uh, that that happened. So uh, I'm enjoying that, and now I'm drinking more whites than reds, which is really fun. So I've been drinking a lot. So the biggest surprise, and you're gonna have to excuse my pronunciation, but I've been drinking this Domaine de la Verpaille. It's French. It sounds French. It sounds less French when I say it. Um, it's a Chardonnay. Uh, and I can't remember whether it's classified as low sulfite or no added sulfite, but whatever it is, um, it is phenomenal. Actually, I'm going to look it up right now while we're sat talking, just so I know what the hell I'm talking about. But the thing, the reason it gets me more than anything else is uh, is that it's Chardonnay. And Chardonnay is my least favourite. I'm not going to say I hate Chardonnay, especially not now. But it's my least favourite white wine. Um, and it always has been. I don't like it. Never liked it. I always called it Footballer's Wife. Um, and I know some other people that call it Footballer's Wife, so shout out to them as well. Um, I just never liked it. But this, this is fantastic. Really, really impressive. Really, really love it. So let me see. Let me read about it. Let me see what's going on. Oh, we haven't got a great deal of information. That's terrible. What's going on? Uh, wow, okay. There's no information on the sulfites on this wine. Oh, there we go. It's a low added sulfite. Low, no, sorry. It's low sulfite wine. Low sulfite white wine. Um, it's vegan too, which is good. I think most of those are going to be vegan though. Um, everything I think I've drank so far has been vegan from memory, or at least the last maybe 10 or 15 bottles I've tried have been vegan. Um, I ordered five of these bottles uh, recently for myself. Um, and what I wanted to do with these bottles in particular was um, anything that I order to be delivered to me um, isn't for sale. The intention of that, that wine is for me to uh, drink it, share it with friends. I'm a big believer, like someone said recently, uh, Martin Phillips actually said recently, uh, that the, the purpose of wine is to be enjoyed um, and it's for entertainment. So it's for me to drink and for me to entertain uh, other people with and, and that kind of thing. So I've shared quite a lot of these. I think I've given one away from memory. I think I'm going to give two away, I can't remember. Um, Oh, we've enjoyed them so much. Me more so than anybody else. Sorry, I was taking a swig of coffee. I need that energy kick. Me more so than anybody else because I've been entertaining. We've had fun, we've had a laugh, we've drank wine. It's Chardonnay. It's odd for me to be drinking Chardonnay and enjoying it so much. It's not causing me any issues to drink it. It's just been fun. Um... I've got one bottle left, which I, uh, I can't remember whether I've been marked to give away or not. Um, but it's been fantastic. I've, I've enjoyed it so much. Um, and, and that really sums up for me the purpose of those wines. Uh, for, for people, is, of any wine, really, is to be enjoyed. You don't drink wine and get drunk. Like, maybe when you're younger, maybe that's what you're doing, or maybe you get drunk by accident. But if you want to go and get drunk, drink something else, drink vodka, drink, you know, whatever. But you can get drunk on wine if you want to, I guess. But 
it's there for entertainment, it's there to be enjoyed, with food. Now I want to talk about food, like, and I'm going to curse, I try not, I'm trying so hard not to curse, um, I don't want to, I swear a lot, but I'm trying not to swear my content uh, for the wine business, I don't want to put people off, but I'm going to be straight here, fuck people who are really snobby about food, wine, mixes, and I mean that. I mean that, from the bottom of my heart, I mean that, um, and the reason, sorry, I nearly dropped um, the recording device, oh, we've got a disaster, hold up, there we go, I fixed it, I fixed it, I fixed it, I fixed it, my hands are so cold, um, it's not really being fuck those people, you know, they're all very smart, and they've all got very good opinions, enjoy and entertain with your wine, I think is my, is certainly my motto, and, and, and it doesn't have to be yours, you decide what you want to do with your wine, if you want to get drunk, you want to drink 10 bottles and pass out, then do it, um, but I think, uh, for me, um, I had, what was I drinking, it might have been that, it might have been that Chardonnay, it might have been something else, there's a Sancerre that's kicking around at the moment, uh, it's pretty impressive, so, um, hold on to that, uh, could have been that, uh, and I had it with takeaway pizza. Uh, I think it was pepperoni. And I caught a bit of heat. Well, you can't mix, blah, blah, blah. Like, high quality wine, poor quality food, like, whatever. I'll do what I want with my wine and food, actually. And I love the taste of this wine, and I love the taste of this food, and I'm gonna put my gather, I'm gonna see how it tastes. And if I don't like it, I'm gonna do it again. If I like it, I'm probably gonna do it a load of times. That's my personality. If I like something, I'm gonna do it to death. So, uh, what I'm trying to say to anyone that's listening is be free with how you wanna express yourself with your wine and your food. Don't, don't pander to these perceived uh, ideals and snobbery around what you should and shouldn't do with wine. There is a summer coming up. Something I want to do with wine in the summer. I'm sat in the garden right now with the kids around. We've got a pizza oven. Um, kids with water fights in the garden. Obviously, I'm involved because my name is Funkel Stee. I'm a fun uncle. Um, we're having water fights in the garden. I'm, you know, me and the kids are doing things we shouldn't be, like squirting the parents and things like that with the water. Um, I want everyone to come round and enjoy some wine this year. Some of my wine for free. I'll buy it. Uh, that's what I want everyone to do. And I'm actually going to extend that to the neighbours. Um, I'm going to buy. Fuck it. I'm going to buy a thousand pounds worth of wine. Just stick it out and say if you want to come around for a bit of a party you can come around for a bit of a party maybe I haven't decided yet don't turn up I'll have to eject you from the premises so go off topics like this cigar's pretty good smoking that Tiamo Mexican blend um, that's pretty tasty so uh, going back to the wine uh, pleased we've done our first delivery to our first customer um, the guy's a friend I won't shout him out although he did post it on social media so it is in the public domain but if you're listening brother I appreciate your support always um, can't believe that you've, you were our first customer um, 
so so happy that you are uh so i can't wait for that um i can't wait to see you i'm gonna come and meet you for uh for lunch and um we're gonna uh maybe drink some wine too So there was three bottles in the uh, in the box there on social media. I'm going to talk about them briefly because I've drank all three of those very recently. Um, there is. I'm actually going to leave it to you to go to social media because it's on our social media too. Um, so you can see it. Uh, it's, it's definitely on Facebook. If it's not on Instagram and our, on our posts, it will be after this podcast. Um, the first wine in there. I'm jealous as hell because I haven't had one yet. It's that 2017 Davenport Horsmond and I drank the shit out of the 2016. I really did. I bought it all over the place. I bought it. Wow, what a white wine. It's my favourite white wine in the world. It was the first, second, sorry, second, second wine on my, my wine adventure that I started to take in the summer. The first one was Arrow Elia, I think, from memory. Um, and I don't know if I pronounced that right either, but it's not about pronunciation. Um, and I had a glass before a rugby match, I believe, uh, before watching rugby on TV, and ended up drinking the whole bottle by like two o'clock in the afternoon. So, um, yeah, fair credit to that wine, because that was special. Uh, so, Uh, yeah, I'm jealous of you, brother, uh, because you've got that, um, because you've got that wine, that 2017 Horsmanton, I haven't got some yet, I'm going to get some next, I'm going to buy half the stock, I think, and just keep it, not share it with anybody, um, I want it to be mine, all of it, uh, actually, fuck it, shout out to Will Davenport, actually, who's engaged with me on Twitter a few times on my other business's account, I'm going to send him a video next week and tell him who I am, and that I love his wine and I'm selling it and I want everyone to know. Um, so shout out Will Davenport, for sure. Uh, there's a, and again, I don't want to get like done on pronunciation here by like people who are like nasty about that, but um, there is a Syrah in there that's fantastic. I've done a review of my opinion of it recently. I think it's hot. Um, put it in my top five reds for sure and it's not quite a red there's a bit it's a blend but whatever uh fantastic and there's so many like stamps and certifications on the back like those people i'm not gonna tell you what the wine is because you've got to figure that out for yourself or, or or join up and then you can find out that's the intention of the experience i'm just telling you about the wine um it really shows that they actually care about the earth and they you know and the way they make their wine in in, in that kind of responsible like, privileged way um, so that was hot. Uh, I think I said in the review video that it's my second or third favourite red right now. Now, in this podcast, I can't actually remember why. I know what's first. I can't remember if there's another one that I put above that one. No, there is. I remember now. I remember now. Um, 
I think it's probably in reality that sea route is probably my third favourite red right now in reality uh, because I think the second was also in that box that was a sulphite free it says so presumably it's a no added sulphite rather than a low um, and man there was a bit of grape coming out of it when I poured it into the glass like it, 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 it took an asha pronunciation citation required um, I'm willing to be told how to pronounce these things, by the way. If I'm getting them wrong, shoot me a message. Call me out on video. I'll learn. This is an adventure. If I'm pronouncing it wrong, just tell me. I'll fix it. Um, this was a ganache. It was fantastic. Uh, that is my second favourite red right now so far on my, on my experience. Tasty. Full fruit flavours bursting all over the place. Um smooth, I'd started drinking it late one night, we had some family coming up from a long long way away, they'd, they'd been driving for like 5 or 6 hours to get to us, I think they arrived at fucking midnight or something um, and I'd, I'd try to start drinking late, because I didn't want to drink like, I knew I was going to do this, I knew I was going to drink the whole bottle, but the second I got, I got my hands on it and saw the way the label looks, and, and, and read about it and, and everything else, I thought I'm doing this bottle tonight, there's, there's just no two ways about this, I'm going to end up drinking this whole bottle, um so I, I left it late because I didn't want to have drank the whole bottle before they arrived. Now, they're all non-drinkers. I didn't know that at the time, actually. That wasn't planned. Um, but they're all non-drinkers. The plan was uh, to start drinking late. So I'm still having a bit of wine when they're there. We can have a bit of a laugh. I think we went to bed quite late, maybe 2 a.m. Because um, they wanted to meet us and stuff. Because uh, some of them, you know, it was my uncle. I've only met him one time before that in my entire life. Um, so that was kind of weird. We wanted to spend that bit of time. Uh, so I drank, uh, drank this bottle, started late, finished more or less the bottle. You could taste the difference the next day. I finished the bottle the next day. And you could taste the difference. It had been plugged overnight, but it had still deteriorated. I'm enjoying this cigar. So there are three wines that one customer got because of the subscription that he bought. That's why he got those wines. I think he liked them. Don't know if he's drank them yet. Hopefully he posts that shit. Um, I'm gonna shout out one other thing. Uh, just going back to the middle of January, um, I ordered a half bottle of uh, a flurry. Citation needed. Pronunciation. Uh, flurry champagne um, it wasn't the really really pricey one the uh, whatever it was number nine I think is the pricey one meant to be the Mac Daddy uh, I'm gonna order some of that by the way and taste it live I think that's the only way I can do that wine justice just because of the price you know I think it costs some money because it's probably fantastic and I'm gonna order some I'm gonna try it out um, so uh, me and my mum shared this uh, this flurry, um, yeah. What's it say? But actually, the label was a bit damaged. Um, blank de something, probably noirs. I think it was Pinot Noir grapes from memory. It was kind of like kind of like had a bit of colour around it. It was fantastic. Um, I can read the French. It says biodynamic since 1989. So it's been biodynamic almost the entire time I've been alive. 
um, which is pretty cool. Uh, so we shared it um, one night. She likes fizz. Uh, I bought it for her, really. Um, but one of those mother-son things, you know, we drank it together. Um, I love my mom. had so much time for that kind of thing with her. Um, so that was fun to drink some wine. Uh, sorry, drink some champagne, I should say, for uh, historical, technical accuracy. Uh, that was fun. Um, and it was nice to talk about it and, you know, whatever. She loved it. That was fantastic. Uh, it was going up for me, I think, that night. I don't know what I did afterwards. Um, it was a long time ago now. It was nearly a month ago. I've forgotten since then. Um, but I want to shout out to them because I think they're, they're fantastic. I mean, how they make stuff. Um, I think that's pretty cool, the way they do things. Uh, yeah, fantastic. So, I'm going to wrap up in a minute. Um, I want to finish up with a couple of things. Uh, first of all... A prediction for the England-France game that's kicking off in a couple of hours. Not very long now. We've been on this podcast. Uh, what have we been on now? Give me some time. Give me a time on the podcast. 29 minutes. 30 minutes. Prediction for the England-France game. Someone said England by 15. Um, I have a funny feeling. Uh, tighter game than that. Uh, I think, uh, scoreline-wise, I think actually we'll dominate uh, possession. I think we'll dominate the collisions. Um, in the majority of cases, France have got some flair. They've always got tries in them. I think they're more likely to to lose 64-63 than they are um, anything else. Uh, I think they're leaky a bit defensively. That's not from last week. Everyone seemed to make mistakes last week. There was mistakes all over the park in every game last week, other than from us, I think. I can't remember one really big mistake. Tom Curry... I'm just going to shoot this in here. I thought your performance was fantastic. You were so physical in the tackle. Didn't give away any gain line. Um, and I think uh, the yellow card was a bit harsh. I think you'd, if you'd completed that tackle, it wasn't even a penalty. The problem was it was high. It wasn't lit. I think it was high. I think you know, I'm not trying to coach you. I'm sure you've got people around you that told you the same thing. But people jumping on, someone told me that night or the following night, Tom Curry should have been sent up. That should have been a red card. Well, no, I don't think it was that bad. Uh, like, it wasn't even late. He could have dummy kicked that and just ran off and then Tom Curry would have left look, been looking like an idiot. Kind of like Liam Williams in the Lions. Anyone remember that? When he made Kieran Reid look a bit stupid? Unbelievable. Kieran Reid probably couldn't have tackled him at that distance, by the way. Um, but he didn't complete the tackle as a tackle. That was the problem. He just kind of followed through. Anyway... Um, I don't remember any other mistakes. Going back to what I'm saying, France have got a few mistakes, and I think I'm Bastro back in the side. It's interesting putting him at 12 so he can face off against Tuolangi. If the world ends today, that's why, by the way, it's because those two have ran into each other um, and caused some kind of like reverse polarity of the uh, the Earth's core, like that film. Uh, I don't know what it's called. I went to see it in the cinema when I was a kid. Um, it scared me because there's loads of birds in it. Um, so I think France have got mistakes in them uh, but I think they've got a lot of talent kicking around I'm interested to see who's at 10 uh, not for liver of the month with a lot of people cause, because of things um, but I like him as a player I think he's fast great try he's got a powerful always been a good player interested to see him at 15 hopefully he's confident under that high ball um, I've said a few times the tournament needs a strong France um, 
particularly this season, the tournament needs a strong France. Um, the tournament actually needs a strong Italy. Someone was talking, Lewis Moody, I think, was talking about uh, promotion and relegation from the Six Nations yesterday. I don't mind that in theory, um, but it needs six strong competitive teams in it. And the only way to get those six strong competitive teams might be to have a promotion and relegation situation so that people are constantly improving. At the moment, Italy are in. I think Italy have improved a hell of a lot over a period of time. Conor O'Shea has done a great job there. Um, but actually, they're still not really competitors. I watched the game yesterday, half of it, sorry. I watched the full game the week before. And they seem like, once the game's out of sight, they turn it on. And then they start to corner tries and come back into it a bit. They could get that through the entire game. Great. Um, shout out Sergio Parisi, by the way, who's like an Italian... I'm not going to say Stallion. Um, he's a beast. Fantastic rugby player. Probably getting around most teams in the world somewhere. Um, and he's always there representing his country and, and really bringing it out. His kicking game seems to have reduced a little bit now. I used to like when he used to put those like up and under and things. Um, Keith Woods down. Uh, so that's my prediction. I think uh, England win. Tight scoreline, dominant performance, I think is probably the, the way I'd put it. Um, I expect Ashton, Chris Ashton, uh, to put um, to put an early try over. I know Eddie said it. I think it's a double bluff. I think the intention is to get Chris Ashton to score an early try. The French know what he's like. Um, I think he's double bluffing. I think Ashton is going to run some sick support lines. He's going to go back full Saracens, full Toulon. Um, I don't think he's even going to play as a winger. I think he's going to be all over the place. Uh, and with the mobility of that back row, I think he can get away with it. Um, I can't wait to see. And I think he's. And, and my prediction is, inside the first 15 minutes, Chris Ashton under the posts. That's how he's going to score. He's going to side through, tight shoulder line, disguised behind someone, pick up a ball on someone's shoulder. He's just going to jink through. Hoosier is going to be stood way out of position. That's my prediction. And Chris Ashton's going to go under the posts. That's how I see that unravelling. That is on record right now. I'm not putting bets on it, or am I taking bets, but that's how I see it unravelling. Um, I'd like to see Mark Wilson get a score. Uh, he's my man. I think he's fantastic. Um, sorry, Mark Wilson, if you or anyone you know is listening to this, um, I want to apologise because I tweet you all the time, sending crown emojis. Um, I can't help it. When you play well, I get amped because you're a Newcastle Falcons lifer. I love the Newcastle Falcons. I can't, I can't help but send you crown emojis when you play well or just randomly throughout the week when I'm just not up to things. Um, you haven't replied yet. Uh, I don't think you ever will. Um, why would you? Just some psychopath who send you crown emojis all the time. Um, I hope I'm like anti-trolling you. Like, you know, uh, just telling you how awesome I think you are. I think that's what Twitter's for. I think that's what social media's for. So uh, if you want me to stop, just tell me. I'll stop. So that's my last word on that. Um, I think Basta has a massive performance being dropped. Uh, he's missed some games through suspension um, for something he did. can't remember what he was now. Um, but I think Basta will have a big performance. I think Camara's back in as well, um, who, who I really rate. I'm not really sure about dropping Wenceslas Laurie unless he's injured. I think um, I thought he had a good game last week. I think he attended more rocks than anyone last weekend, if I'm correct with Mark Wilson just behind by the way I think that was true uh, that was his stat I saw um, so I'm going to leave that there that's the end of rugby uh, as far as wine goes 
Um, I'm attending an amazing event this week, uh, my first uh, event as a wine um, business person, uh, my first wine event as a wine business person. I couldn't be more amped about it. Thank you to the people who have invited me, um, who are my uh, suppliers. The people there are the nicest people I've ever, ever, ever spent time with. Uh, sorry, had um, business dealings with. I can't wait to spend real time with them. Um, so I'm amped about that. I don't know how I'm going to get my training in this week because it's another busy week. I'm so behind on training the last few weeks. I've this weird flu thing that keeps coming and going. Everyone seems to have had it. Um, so I'm hoping I'll recover from that uh, properly in the week and get back up to that magical 3,000 calories of exercise mark that I tend to aim for uh, training-wise. I've been down at like two and a half for the last couple of weeks, um, which is a bit of a disappointment for me. Um, I like to be up there training-wise. Uh, I'm going to put down another 10k run uh, at some point this week. I like to do them before I go to the office to my other business, um, which I do twice a week usually. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's where that is. I've decided for the remaining England games I'm going to call my own man of the match no disrespect to the televised man of the match but I'm going to call my own man of the match um, and I'm uh, going to come up with some kind of reward based system uh, I don't know what it is yet but I'm going to publicise my man of the match uh, on social media, on Instagram probably and nowhere else because I love Instagram right now uh, and I'm going to exclude Mark Wilson from it because I think he's awesome, I think I if he keeps playing the way he played against Ireland, I think I'll, I'd end up picking him man of the match in every game. So, Mark Wilson, you can't win. You're like uh, man of the match emeritus or whatever. Um, so, it's whoever I think is the second best player to Mark Wilson in the game. Uh, so, that'll be interesting uh, to see how that pans out. I'm going to call that out on social media. It's going to go up on our stories. I might even start a new highlight on Instagram for it, uh, for my Six Nations Man of the Match. I should have done it last week. Um, I don't think I could have picked one last week, actually, in hindsight. Um, everyone played so well. Uh, I, I don't think you could have picked Mark, Mark Wilson in a sense because uh, the the numbers and things, uh, other than his attendance and breakdowns, his numbers are very similar to Mako's. Um, Mako's a loose head. I said this to someone the other day. Said how, someone said to me, how did Mako get man of the match? It's because he's an enormous loose head who scrummaged like a beast, who carried, who's got hands like a centre and made that many tackles in a game. Like, he's superhuman. So, yeah, he's probably the right man to give the man of the match to. I thought Jack Noel could have edged it. Maybe if he'd have stayed on, he probably would have got it. Um, maybe Slade, uh, I think, could have been man of the match. I don't think Tuolangi would have got it, although his influence on the game just by being there was massive. Um, but I don't think it's enough for a man of the match performance. Um, I want to see him play uh, like he did against New Zealand, but I want to see him do it against Scotland because that is the big game of this tournament now. Um, so I'm amped for that. Uh, I want to just drop a little bit about skateboarding this week. I'm committing to going skateboarding at least once. It's been a while since I've been skateboarding. It's upsetting me. The weather's getting me. Every time I've been free enough to go for an hour skateboarding, the weather's been too poor. I'm really, really busy, so this week I'm committing, I'm dropping things. There are three or four things that are really important this week. Outside of that, if the weather's fine, I'm going skateboarding, and that's it. That's final. Anyone that knows me, I don't skateboard indoors, don't skateboard at skate parks. I'm 100% street skateboarding. 
the only thing that's upsetting me at the moment is doing some plyometric workouts yesterday i've injured my ankle um sorry my heel i may have broke it it's quite sore and it isn't bruised which is a bit worrying um but that won't stop me uh from skateboarding or doing anything else unless it's really really painful um we're talking about my skateboarding broken elbow last night uh, which i broke in 2011 or 12 um really smashed it really did some damage to it still sore now and uh, maybe you can kind of hear it clicking stop now um when it gets cold it hurts uh, that was skateboarding <coughs> god love skateboarding um as for wines, uh, I haven't had a wine adventure for a while. I'm putting an order in for myself uh, at the end of the month to try some new, new, new stuff, um, which I'm quite excited about. Uh, I think some of that will come as a result of this event this week. Um, against the end of the month, I'm putting wine orders in. I'm going to taste some phenomenal stuff. Um, I'm going to commit to doing one live on podcast or live social media, uh, live video, I mean. Um, just see how everyone gets down with that. Might invite a guest, might not, might just do it solo. I like a bit of solo. Um, if you want to be on the show, this show, this podcast, get in touch with me immediately. I want to get more and more guests on. I've got a few lined up. I'm interested to, uh, in getting people on who are into rugby. I'm interested in getting people on who are into wine. I'm interested in getting people on who are into food. I love chefs. I wish I was a chef. Someone asked me recently, I was giving a charity talk to 100 kids. What was your dream job when... Actually, this is quite interesting. I'm going to spend five minutes on this before I sign off. What was your dream job when you were my age? These kids were year nine, I think. So like 13, 14, if I'm not mistaken. And, and I said, my dream job when I was your age was to be a long-distance truck driver. I quite like the idea. kind of still gets me a bit now, but I wouldn't... That, that's not my dream job now. By any stretch of the imagination. Um, but it was then. So I told this this group, but in particular this young girl who'd asked, that was my dream job then. This is how things have changed. Right now, I'd love to be a TV chef. With the rise of independent video and social media and all those kinds of things, I don't think you have to go... Actually, I don't think it makes sense to go the Ainsley Harriet route anymore. I think the only person... Who's, there's only a couple of people who are really doing it big. Those weekend morning shows are fantastic. I love those. Shout out to... Uh, oh, what's that guy's name? The chef that lost all the weight. Mad respect for that guy. Uh, uh, his name will come to me in a minute. He's on the Sunday morning, I think. Uh, really, really like him. I think he's fantastic. Um, but actually, uh, huge respect to Gordon Ramsay. I think he's the one doing it and really attracting attention. His social media game's hot. Um, his shows are hot. Uh, he's always creating content. He's always creating something. Uh, I like that. Um, but yeah, I'd love, I'd love to hit up. A, you know, if someone wants, actually, if someone wants to start a show uh, where I cook some food, my cooking's pretty rad. It doesn't make any sense. Um, good friend of mine, my tattooist, said that uh, cooking is art. Uh, baking is science. That's why I don't bake. I'm no good at science, but I can throw some ingredients together. Whatever I've got, I, I buy some meat. Maybe buy some bread. Whatever I've got kicking around in the cupboard, I'll knock up a concoction. I made up my own rub recently. Went down a storm. Um, I don't really know what I'm doing. I tend not to keep a list, so I, I probably can't make it again. Uh, I'm always trying things like that. I love to be in the kitchen. Um, and generally, I don't cook with wine. Actually, if I'm honest, generally, I cook with whiskey. Um, I like to be drinking whiskey. I drink a lot of whiskey. Uh, and um, I like to cook. So that would be my dream job as being a chef.
actually if you go to our Pinterest I've pinned up some food stuff on there and there's some rubs I'm going to make this week I might, I might share some photos of those rubs I'm going to sign off now got about a quarter of this cigar left um, which I'm going to enjoy in peace maybe have a walk up the garden see if I can find any rugby balls in the trees that I've lost um, if you want to be on the show get in touch please subscribe uh, we're available this is going out on Anchor but we're available uh, certainly on the Google Play Store a bunch of other places we're on Spotify I don't think we've hit uh, I don't think we've hit Apple yet uh, which is a bit disappointing actually because the first podcast I launched for another business hit Apple and Google straight away so um, it's a bit disappointing so if you're listening please rate it um, please give feedback tell me if I'm shit tell me if I'm quiet uh, like I've said, there's not much post-production. The intention is raw. I've grabbed my phone and my microphone. I've put it on the table next to uh, my ashtray. I have the phone and my cup of coffee. I'm sat outside on the bench um, that I painted in the summer, thanks to one of the, uh, one of the family kids who helped me paint the bench. So um, just give me some feedback. I'll improve, maybe, or maybe I won't. I like the content the way I do it. Um, I'll decide. Uh, I'm going to give two final shout-outs on this podcast um, the first is to local boxer Joe Maposa, who's an ambassador in the charity that I, I founded in 2012. Uh, we picked him up recently. It's great to have him on board. I love his work rate, dedication, his story. He's fantastic. We sparred recently, hit up the Making Something Happen YouTube to see the sparring video of me getting my ass beat by Joe Maposa. He's got his first uh, professional bout this year, which I think is his eighth or ninth, if I remember right, um, in Sunderland. Uh, hook up for some tickets with him you need to be there he's, it, it's a big fight um, I know he's on it right now we were texting the other day uh, I have mad love, mad respect for that guy I think he's just insane um, so I can't wait to see uh, see his performance then um, and then do some of the stuff that we're doing charity wise with him uh, in the little gaps he's got between uh, I don't know how they fall now but um, you know, we can't, when he's in camp, he's, he's busy, he's got stuff to do, he can't be, you know, at our beck and call. Um, so that's important. Uh, and I want to shout out to someone I don't know. Uh, actually, I, I don't know any of the people, most of the people I've named in this podcast so far. But uh, I want to shout out to Dave Allen, uh, the boxer, the white rhino. Bro, I think your social media, your Instagram game is hot. I think it's funny. Um, I like you as a fighter. Uh, you, you've you've got that real granite chin. Um, I can't wait to see you fight uh, Big Daddy Lucas Brown. I'm not going to be there, uh, but I'm going to be watching somehow. Uh, unless there is no way to watch it on TV, in which case I think I might actually be there because I want to see it. Um, I really rate you as a fighter, so good luck to you. Um, I'll be watching uh, to see how that goes down. And actually, I'll try out uh, one more uh, MVP. Michael Venom Page is fighting next weekend. Um, I think he's fighting MMA from memory. Uh, I really rate that dude. Um, he, he's, he's so slick, so calm. Love the way he fights, love that uh, that drunken style. But you know, don't mess. He's sharp. I've seen him throwing that overhand elbow. Man, reverse. That's hot, hot striking skills. Um, so I'm interested to see that. Um, thanks for listening. Subscribe. Share it with your friends. Listen to this podcast while you're drinking wine, maybe. Um, Wow, we're going to run out of time soon. I didn't realise you can only do an hour's podcast on this thing. 
uh, podcast number two, hopefully the last solo one. See you guys soon.